It's time for the Steve and Kyle podcast with Kyle. How old's everyone? Six, seven? Yeah. Uh, three? Oh, good gosh. Three. Who'd have thought? Uh, and another one. Should be pretty easy. Uh, literally one year younger than your son. Oh, how about that? Uh, and the other one, he's what now? Two? Four and a half months, oh, almost five months. God's sake, he's not even walking yet. Jesus. Uh, any, any and Steve. So you have three replies out there. Now, this is. Yeah, a, now Brooke and I have a dialogue going now. So Brooke is replying to you. Are you going to feel bad if something happens? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Take no prisoners. Live on tape from APS 3 point whatever, it's the Steve and Kyle podcast. Already that time of year, it sneaks up on you. Oof, my goodness! All right, well here we go. The legend lives on from the Chippewa down of the big lake they call Gitchigumi. Nobody calls it that once. Never, again. never once. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. The load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. But the good, good shipping crew was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. Not even a name. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and a captain well-seasoned. Putting some terms with a couple of steel firms when they left fully loaded for Cleveland. Then later that night when the ship's bell rang, could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? Yes. Six years in, I think we finally... This is the best Finally one yet. Nailed it. Yeah. Here we go. The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound when the waves broke over the railing. And every man knew, as the captain did too, twas the witch of November come stealing. The dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait when the gales of November came slashing. When afternoon came, it was freezing rain in the face of a hurricane west wind. There's some real chef propaganda there. Yeah, that breakfast had to wait. Yeah. Couldn't possibly make the beans. How could I make a bagel in these winds? When a supper time came, the old cook came on deck, saying, fellas, it's too rough to feed ya. Scapegoat. At 7 p.m., a main hatchway caved in. He said, fellas, it's been good to know ya. The captain wired in, he had water coming in, and the good ship and crew was in peril. And later that night, when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. You think they had any indication that this was going to be a banger of a song? Oh, man. When they're going down, they're like, I can't wait to be a hit in the 19, in like five years from some old man. Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? The 
The searchers all say they'd have made Whitefish Bay if they put 15 more miles behind her. I can measure too. Real easy in hindsight. They might have split up or they might have capsized. They may have broke deep and took water. It's a lot of maze and And all that remains is the faces and the names of the wives and the sons and the daughters. So basically they have no idea what happened. Not a clue in the world. A lot of, uh, could have been this. But they can all just point and say they were 15 miles away. Yeah. Uh, wait, Useful. Fish Useful. You can probably see it over the horizon. Oh. Lake Huron rolls, Superior sings in the rooms of her ice water mansion. I love that line. That's a good one. Old Michigan steams like a young man's dreams. The islands and bays are for sportsmen. Doesn't really rhyme. That's all right, though. And further below, Lake Ontario takes in what Lake Erie can send her. I need, like, a geology thing here. And the iron boats go, as the mariners all know, with the gales of November remembered. <laughs> that one got me. Mm, bring it home, Gordo. Think on stage right here, Gordo's just shredding. Just like a foot up on the, the monitor speaker. Just wailing. Hair, eyes fully closed, hair rocket over his head. As the drummer just continues hitting the one snare. <laughs> okay. You really in a rustic old hall in Detroit, they prayed in the Maritime Sailors Cathedral. The church bell chimed till it rang 29 times for each man on the Edmund Fitzgerald. The legend lives on from the Chippewa down of the big lake they call Gitchigumi. Not one person ever. Hundreds of years. Superior, they said, never gives up her dead when the gales of November come early. How much longer is this? It is a seven-minute song. Thirty seconds. Oh, six and a half. I pared it down. <laughs> Mm. Is that it? Did we do it? That's it, Steve. It's so. just the... Uh, it's what songs are missing nowadays. The long fade. The long fade. The long fade. Oh, happy November. I mean, I guess we could have done this at the beginning of November, which would have been last week's episode. Yeah, we we'll like to get it as know, close to the anniversary as yeah. possible. So. so we're just days away, moments away, depending yeah. on when you're listening to this, to the anniversary. Yeah. The big four seven, they call it. That is. That's when everybody. The big four seven. Yep. That's that's when all the celebrations come out. Mm. That God, is. It feels good to do that once a year. It really does. You know, it's I like like letting them letting it loose a little bit. It's like when you go back to the gym when you haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. You're using those muscles that you haven't used yep. in maybe six months or a year. Whew. I would guess that was probably our third third best effort. Top three. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. That That's metal stand for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Always a joy. Already, I always notice something nine f- minutes in, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just do this every week. I always notice something new. And while singing this year, I had the thought in my brain that, do you think Gordo finished the song, sent it along to whoever, you know, and then the family's got it to know it's coming and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that chef's family... <laughs> It's like, son of a bitch. They either were upset or he wasn't mentioned enough. So Gordo either either took exception or left it in those references to him. Because I have to tell you, in a a song or a story about a shipwreck with 29 lives lost, Mm -hmm. there are more references to the chef (laughs) than the captain. I think that the chef's family should be pretty happy. He uh, he, He was a standout in that song. Are we the spearhead on the anti-cook campaign? Probably. Because throw that on the pole. I think that guy was the scummiest of dirtbags on that boat. It, as we've talked about in years past, it seems like he was just looking for any reason. Yes. To knock it out of his rack that day. Honestly, toast. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? 
If it's really yeah. wavy, the guys could have a muffin. But you're like, I'm sorry, gang. Back Oof, to the bunk right. for me. Yeah. I'm real sleepy and it's real wavy. Yeah. P.S. We're all going to die. Yeah. And then, so, according to the song, which I know we all take as the gospel, mm-hmm. he went and hunkered back down in his bunk until it looked like it was over. Mm-hmm. And then he popped open the hatch. That's the way, that's the only way I think of it is that mm-hmm. hatch. Everybody holding on to rails. They're, you know, trying to hang on for dear life, literally. And then the hatch opens up and the head of a cook with the the large white hat. Right. No doubt. Nickname Cookie. Yep. Hey, guys. Not going to be able to feed you tonight. And then slams the hatch shut again. A couple hours later, pops it open again. Been nice to know you. Yeah, exactly. This guy gets three mentions in this song. The poor captain of the boat, fighting upwards of 20-foot waves, gets like one. Yeah. Huh. I would love to know from anybody, member of the family, because at this point, it's been 47 years. Mm-hmm. At this point, the, the kids, I mean, they might be old, but if one of the kids was 13, yeah. they're, they're, you know, 60. Yeah. That's not that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not that crazy to think. No. I want to know who they blame. Is there a collective Facebook group of Eddie Fitz survivors? Look, all like, it well, takes. Not, I mean, we all know the actual you know, descendants of. <laughs> all it takes is that one negative opinion to bring the whole ship down. Yes. You know, if he had popped his head out and said, "Fellas, I think we can make it through this." Yeah. Yep. Who knows what the outcome would be? There, wouldn't, you, be, well, there wouldn't be the song. No. I'll tell you that much. I have to tell you, if there was one Tony Robbins on that boat, just mm-hmm. one. Just one. That's all it takes. I think we're talking to the survivors. Yeah. Of this we're celebrating. We're celebrating this for a whole different reason. Well, I also have to tell you, Cleveland has 26,000 tons of iron ore mm. that they don't have. That's true. There's probably some. That could have been. That, that, was the down, that was the beginning of the downfall for Cleveland. The great iron ore shortage of 70-whatever, 75. There are still families talking about how cold they were. (laughs) The winter of 75 because one chef couldn't cook a bagel. Allegedly. Allegedly. There are a lot of theories. Like you said, I think the bigger thing I had learned, and I know we've talked about this in the past, I guess I never realized that they... Honestly, have never figured out what happened. Right. There's theories that uh, the boat actually split in half. Yes. There are. Might have, it might have broke up or it might have capsized, I believe, are the. That's, uh, listen, and, and if there's one theories. person I'm going to trust, it's Gordo. It's Gordo. Yeah. There are six listed reasons on Wikipedia, and oh, I used to Jesus do this. Jesus Christ, I've only known two? All right. Well, well hold on. It's time to. Uh, time to. Give me the facts here. Well, the first one is almost a combo of the two you already know. Okay. Waves and weather. All right. And in 2005, the National Weather Service ran a computer simulation. What's stunning to me is that we have essentially perfect 3D animations of what happened to the Titanic Mm -hmm. in the 1910s. Yep. Right? We know exactly how it went down, where all the pieces went, everything. Mm -hmm. And that's in the middle of the ocean 110 years ago. Yeah. This boat went down in 500 feet of water in a lake in the 70s. Right. And either people don't care enough to fully get the reason. It's disappointing. It's it's disrespectful. Disrespectful to the 20, the souls of the 29. Simulation showed two separate areas of high wind uh, appeared over Lake Superior at 4 p.m. on November 10. Yeti Fitz sank at the eastern edge of a high wind, et cetera, et cetera, producing significant waves averaging over 23 and 25 feet. Again, that is how do we know this? That is Bering Sea, you know, middle of the ocean type waves there. Mm. So that is the first hypothesis. Uh, Another ship reported northwest winds of 57 miles an hour matching the simulation Mm -hmm. analysis. Mm -hmm. So we have winds. Wind and waves as one option. We have the rogue wave hypothesis. Sure. Which okay. is Heard that. horrifying if you like being on the water. So you're just floating around and all of a sudden, bam, yeah, a 60-foot wave yep, hits you. Yep. And that's the way they work. 
A group of three rogue waves, often called the Three Sisters, was reported in the vicinity at the time she sank. Never heard of this. Said to occur on Lake Superior as a result of a sequence of three rogue waves forming that are one-third larger than normal waves. Okay. So the first wave uh, has too much, puts too much water on the deck, and it's unable to fully drain before the second mm-hmm. one hits. So, you, And then the third one adds to the two accumulated and overloads the deck. Okay. And next Give me more. Sink. Give okay. me more. That's the rogue wave hypothesis in 2010. True uh, dive detectives did a used a wave generating tank to see if that was possible, and <laughs> um, they said it could almost have completely submerged the stern or the bow of the ship, Bummer. at least temporarily. So, the rogue wave theory is one. Mm-hmm. The cargo hold flooding hypothesis, which I'm guessing that would just be I'm not going to read all these details, where uh, you know water, water got in the boat. What? There we go. I don't think we need five paragraphs. Thanks a lot. The shoaling theory. Oh. Shoaling or grounding near Caribou Island when it was unknowingly raked a reef during the time. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, we'll reveal shortly what I'm feasting on right now. So, the possible that it it hit the ground near an island Mm -hmm. and uh, then floated back out to sea and sank. Sea. Lake. Do you still call it the sea if it's a lake? No. What do you call it? Like, float out to sea. What do you call it? Float out to lake? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> well, not many people use it. And one is structural failure, uh, an already weakened structure, and modification of a winter line, which allows heavier loading and travel. Made it possible for large waves to cause a stress fracture in the hull and uh, snap it. Whew. That was supported mm. by testimony of, fo- testimony of former crewmen. So there were some lucky souls in the early 70s who got okay. off of that death saw, trap. saw the writing on the wall. Well, yeah, they talked to the cook. And they said, I'd gone way too many meal hey, cookie. I'd gone way too many the waves look? lunchless days on that stupid boat that I thought, I'll do anything else. Mm-hmm. I'll go log trees. Mm-hmm. I'll go, you know, factory. Go to the shipyard. Yeah. Watch those poor idiots go out there hungry. And in this case, never come back. And last theory is topside damage is a reasonable alternative reason. Damage to the fence rails and vents possibly caused by a heavy floating object such as a log. I'm willing to write that one off. Uh, that would have to be a very a log? large log. <laughs> like, to tell to tell me that this boat, which had gone through winter, summer, springs on these lakes for years, yet one phantom tree limb pops a vent, and that's what did it. Yeah, I'm not buying that one. No, me neither. That, that one's, that's embarrassing. This is Wikipedia. I think we could add mm. the, the cook, newest. The cook sabotaged it. The hungry sailor theory. <laughs> <laughs> and we have made no uh, qualms about what we think the hungry sailor theory is. Right. That ship was a ramshackle operation. Look, if you're going to tell me that hungry people, 28 hungry people and one cook. Yeah. Tell me he wasn't eating Steve. If tell you, me he wasn't eating. If you're going to tell me that a log took down the ship, obviously, then ours, our, our theory is not that far-fetched. Yeah, I'll put it on a poll. What was more likely to have taken down the Eddie Fitz? A log or a rogue cook? Well, there it is. It's our yearly breakdown. Uh, tribute, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, this... This is always fascinating. I believe last year there was the video my uh, UP Chris had sent us and I showed it to you about because it's so cold up there mm-hmm. that you can, when you dive down there, you can, the bodies are there. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, it's not like you can see, oh, hey, that's Bill. Uh, you can still see, though, legend mm-hmm. says, the uh, white floating chef's sure. hat. Yeah. Wooden spoon in one hand. Yep. <laughs> Grilled cheese in the other still in his mouth because he ate. Yeah. I'm telling Looking you. real full. I'm telling you for certain. 28 hungry people died yeah, that day. Yeah, you go down and you pull those bodies up. 28 of them have empty stomachs. And 29 is going to be like a goat's belly. Okay? A tin can. Mm-hmm. A spoon. Yep. Beer. Mm-hmm. That guy was living, living the life. <sighs> but as always, our condolences to the family R.I.P. of uh, 28 people. 29th, your ancestor was a coward. 
All right. Um, so we're prepping, prepping for a big day here at the Stephen Kyle podcast. I, we don't, uh, we don't get out into the public often. We don't. I'm so nervous. We don't shake hands and kiss babies very often, or kiss hands and shake babies, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But we're doing that in just a matter of weeks. I'm so nervous. Should we? I mean, we need to talk about. I need to know what your feeling was mm-hmm. when on Monday which was Halloween, mm-hmm. you received a text from me. Mm-hmm. Very cryptic. Yeah. I need to know, were you excited? Did you jump out of your chair? Did you say, ah, it's happening? What What were the thoughts that were running through your mind when I sent right. you the cryptic text that we had talked about for months that I said I was going to send when I was on my way to your house mm-hmm. behind the wheel of a 1988 Jeep Comanche Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Were you shocked that uh, literally rubber had finally met the road? No, I, I, you know, I wasn't shocked. And I think not that you would let anything leak, but you had, there's a video from a few weeks ago or a month ago at this point mm-hmm. on the second chance Jeep's page, which again, I don't follow, I'm not a fan no. of you driving it around. Uh, sitting on a bucket, I believe. Oh, yeah, that was months ago. Though. Okay. That was early in the summer, I think, maybe June. And you had either told me or insinuated or I had known that this thing was, at the bare minimum, semi-operational. Yeah. Okay. But was I still a bit shocked because we were mid-conversation about maybe even parade prep or yeah, something we're else. about something else. And you had sent, you, you, you shot the flare into the sky. Yeah, I forget what the exact. Word I believe was. it was uh, something Foxtrot Nightwing, <laughs> Tango Foxtrot Nightwing. That might have been it. And so, what I, were you I doing? Honestly, so you were sitting at. I was working. Sit, I was in the, the basement. House, right? Yep, sitting working at working in the basement. Deny, deny. Yep, telling deny. people sorry about your luck. Better luck next time. Mm-hmm. And I got that text, and I had to go bring some trash out to the trash can. So I thought, I on at that point, I did not think it was legitimate. Hmm. So I, I walk upstairs, I bring the trash to the trash can, I have my slippers on because yeah, it gets a little cold in the basement, you know, sure. down in the trenches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when was the last time you actually left your house to Oof. work? Oof. Don't wish that ill on me. <laughs> and uh, almost like a familiar noise will wake you from a dream or sleep. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, for, for parents and for uh, pet, kid, kid crying, or pet dog owners. barking. It's the dog. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's the dog. The noise of a dog vomiting, mm-hmm. right? And you hear that first, oh, that, yeah, that yeah. guttural, and boom, that'll wake the dead. You can tell it from a mile away. Mm-hmm. I almost. It was very reminiscent of that, as I heard a very loud rumble. <laughs> somewhere in my neighborhood. <laughs> now I live in a, I live on a circle area, not a cul-de-sac, but you know my my right, exact right, neighborhood. Right, I wouldn't. Right, I'm right, not right, invited. Right. Hey. One of us here lives on yeah. a sack. But my subdivision is very large, much like yours. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know which direction it was coming from. My, mine's better, by the way. So richer, I just, Much richer. Listen, we talked about the gate, uh, the butler. I just don't want there to be any confusion. Of course, of course. I don't want, I really don't like your comparison of your neighborhood to my neighborhood in any way. I put, Apology my, nose, accepted. put my nose to the sky. I thought. That's a 1988 Jeep Comanche in my neighborhood. As you no doubt hear backfiring yeah. and squeaking. So you rolled around the corner, pulled into the driveway, and there she was. Pulled into the driveway, fingers crossed, hoping against hope that the brakes still yep. worked. They hadn't gone out in the last half mile. Somewhere, or, uh, You pull in and there's still a tire in the back with you know, either a... Uh, what do you, I don't even know what you call that, those That's things. permanent, by the way. That's that, just there? That is where the spare tire mounts. Okay. There's a spare tire mounted those, in the bed. Look. Those Jeeps sure look, know how to make look, them look attractive. I could. Uh, that's not from the factory. That's an upgrade. Oh. <laughs> well, the, normally the spare tire is underneath the bed. Okay. Mine Seems like a better option. Mine won't fit. <laughs> so it's either no spare tire or a spare tire in the bed, which is okay because I'm kind of going for the pre-runner look, of course. Yeah, I mean, I've discussed this Obviously. with you. 
numerous times. Is a loose spare tire in the back? That's not loose. It's bolted down. Bolted down. And you pulled into the driveway, Mm -hmm. and I popped the door open, got in, and we took a spin. We did. Just around the neighborhood. From my vantage point, no issues. Yeah, I mean, making some, making a little bit of noise. I would. uh, It is a, in general, a very loud vehicle. (laughs) It's, uh, this is what uh, those of us, those of us in the truck community and the vehicle community would call a shakedown run. Okay. You take it for a spin and just kind of see if all the nuts and bolts are tightened, Um, which... The day before, I had done the same thing, and all of the nuts and bolts were not tightened. I got one house away from my house, and it was really groaning at me. Pulled it back into the garage. <laughs> I just can't believe we're still there. Pulled it back into the garage. Now, there are five lug nuts per wheel. Okay. Total of 20 lug nuts, yeah. right? But the wheels... My math adds up, yeah. The wheels have spacers behind them. Mm-hmm. Those basically have five lug nuts each as well. So total, 40 lug nuts on the entire vehicle. Of the 40 lug nuts, more than 35 of them were loose. Oh my god. Is this just a byproduct of it not being out very much? No, this is a byproduct of when I was putting the whole thing together. I tightened everything down kind of hand tight Mm -hmm. because at that point the brakes didn't work. I needed the brakes in order to keep the wheels from spinning when I was tightening the lug nuts, but brakes don't work. Can't tighten the lug nuts. Then I just forgot about it. So tightened up all 40 of the lug nuts again. And now we're good. Now we're good. So yeah, I came, came barreling around the corner at your house. It does not fill me with confidence. Pulled up into the driveway. Big grin on your face. I wish I had been recording. You had a big grin on your face. I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. I we I hopped in. For all intents and purposes of what I care about this thing for, which is it needs to go two miles per hour for approximately one hour. Mm-hmm. It seems like it can get there, which I don't know if that's an endorsement two weeks out. <laughs> Look, since you've been in it, that was almost a week ago, five days ago, there have been numerous updates since then. Okay. Can I ask you if there's been a certain update? You you can ask me about anything you want. Does it still stink horribly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one, that one might be, that might be a bit of a long-term fix. Okay. I was, what, can you pinpoint, because... We got done with the ride. It was joyous. It was like a, a, a little mini uh, endorphin rush because look, we were waving to the fans. There were people on their driveways. Okay. And I don't know if they were getting their mail or wondering what the racket was. <laughs> Ducking because it sounded like the town was being shelled by enemy fire. Yeah. And we make it back and we're on a high because at that point mm-hmm. parade is three less than three weeks away at that point. Yeah. I saw and you. You recorded a bunch of videos. I did. You peppered the social media with them. Yes, because this is exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Not just for me, for you, for the progress of for the, the Comanche. Whole Steve and Kyle slash Second Chance Jeeps family. Because this is it. This is the last big thing we do. Agreed. Yeah. I don't I don't have any desire anymore. Until the next mm-hmm. parade. Or until the next half cocked idea. <laughs> yeah. And you drop me off, take a quick video, you backing out and peeling out of town. Peeling out is a no, that's, man. that's being generous. I would argue you were on two tires at one point, two wheels. <laughs> oh, so I, so I was doing a wheelie. Yeah, that's how that's how hard you ripped out of the hood. <laughs> okay. And I went inside, and I don't even know if I had a coat on or a sweatshirt. Went inside, took it off, went back downstairs to work. And what I thought was just a quick linger ended up being. A mainstay on my body and clothes for hours. And it was the pure, unbridled, unfiltered stink Mm -hmm. of gasoline in my body. Yeah, exhaust. It was Mm -hmm. horrid. Yeah. um... Is there a concern that... Because I, I told you 
in the car without thinking, boy, feel bad for whoever's behind us. And then you texted me like 20 minutes later and said, oh, just FYI, <laughs> we're the ones behind. Right, we're riding in a trailer. And it was like the light bulb just got flicked out of my brain. I said, oh, crap, that is us. Right. Is there a risk that so, you and I are going to be recording and I'm going to look over while I'm mid monologue about what, you know, the 1970s uh, Houston Rockets mm-hmm. and you're passed out. <laughs> I mean, look, there's not always, from boredom. There's always a possibility. Uh, what I'm I might have a fix for that. Would it be fixing it like correctly? Yeah. No, no, no. Can you just like put a tube back into the cab? I don't think that we want to kill the person. No, no, we'll leave all those windows open. It's just like an extra. Okay. It's like another filter. <laughs> Absolutely. Further away from us, which is the main goal here. Uh, what I was and, thinking, and the audience will get a little bit of the, the feel. What I was thinking is because the tailpipe kind of comes out the side mm-hmm. at the back of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to be right behind that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just get a piece of exhaust pipe that's like 10 or 12 feet long. So the tailpipe comes out the side, but it yep. just keeps going. Okay. So like almost like a, um, I'm trying to figure out one of those bars that would essentially like a street sweeper. Yeah. To the audience. We'd yeah. have, we'd be pumping exhaust directly into the kids candy. I mean, we could go up bags. if you want. Maybe we go up. So it's like a smokestack. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I have but no hey, idea if that would be street legal. But hey. She's on the road. I've run some errands driving the truck. I went and picked up a new uh, a new freezer mm-hmm. last week after uh, after you graciously helped me get rid of the freezer. Mm-hmm. Again, against my will, was not made aware. Otherwise, I would have not come over. Saw somebody ask on social media, is the freezer still available? <laughs> no, no, no. It that was- freezer was gone within one hour of us finishing the recording. Perfect. I appreciate you tying that bow because we had some questions everybody was asking and it shouldn't have been a question the 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 commodity that that thing was and the fervor that it created among the scumbag marketplace community mm-hmm. that had gone within an hour written all over it. yeah look i ain't no scientist but i know how things work and true to steve form you did not assist one instance you, nope. you you saw the people though Saw the people. I believe okay. I, I actually took a picture of them and sent it to you. Ah, yes. That's right. So you saw them. You watched them. I did. You watched them lift it up. Were they ha- having trouble with it? No, they had a small okay. trailer. They It Perfect. looked like it took them. They were in the driveway for no more than three minutes. Perfect. Put it on a trailer, strapped it down, and uh, you know got out of Dodge. And it worked out great. And, okay. Uh, yeah, so then I went, picked up a new one. Brought it down. The, I was I was thinking of waiting until this Today? morning. Yeah. Maybe have it sitting on the front porch, blocking your entrance into the house. But, uh, yeah, I took care of that on my own. Beautiful. It's much smaller. It's about half the size of the old one. A lot smaller, a lot lighter. Yeah. Yeah. They, they. I tell you what, since the 70s, they've really improved on <laughs> how to make those things not horridly heavy. Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of the Jeep Comanche... Mm-hmm. Where are you in terms of street legalness? Oh, it's a hundred. I mean, it's it's registered. It's, it's registered and insured, yeah. so that thing can be on the road with yeah. no issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, one of the multiple police and fire vehicles in the parade won't have cause to mid parade mm-hmm. pull us over. No, no, no. It's got a plate. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. I know that a, there's a, a light bulb or two that are out that I have to go and pick up. Um, I think I'm just going to replace every bulb on the vehicle just to be safe, but. Yeah, things are good. Things are good. I did a little work on it yesterday. I got the got a, a new stereo in there because I had just this god awful one that I had bought off a friend of mine almost as a joke because okay. it was so ugly and terrible looking. It was like it was meant for a specific car with a curved dash. <laughs> right. So this thing looked sunken in and just yeah. beaten down. Yeah. Yeah, but I uh upgraded that so it's got front and rear speakers now. The um the dashboard, remember how it had all those wires hanging down underneath it when you were in it? How could I forget? That is all buttoned back up. What about the light that was hitting you in the back of the, the head? The light is mounted. Okay. Functional or just like yeah. up? Okay, well, good. one of them is. Okay. The one on the passenger side works. Can't we, figure out why the driver's side. Look at that. See? Nice 
Nice uh, modern-looking radio in there. Yeah. Look at that. Mm-hmm. So you were the last person to buy an aftermarket CD player in the past 10 years? <laughs> Pretty much. See, there's the light. The Look light is that. mounted. Yep. You had sent me a checklist with words that made no sense to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many of those things are vital to parade success? I mean, honestly, if we needed to, as is, we could we could roll through the parade today. Yeah. Um, but let's see. By parade day. Uh, let me pull this up. Okay. Oh, that's right. You did not have a functional speedometer. Right. The speedometer cable was broken. I have a new one that will be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That is a simple install. That's a 15-minute install. Um, I have to put the rear bumper on the truck, which is just a matter of six bolts. Okay. Uh, transmission fluid needs to be changed. That's a that's a uh, half-hour project. Driver's side door, it's a little bit... <clears throat> Out of alignment. Janky. Okay. Yeah, but that, even even if I don't do that, that's no problem. Uh, I have to wire up the inverter. I also have to buy the inverter. Now, that is to get power to our, our, everything for all us. All of our electronics. Okay. So, of the first five items, mm-hmm. so far, I care about one of these. Yeah. And that's no offense to you in no, the Jeep no, no. Comanche. None taken. Um, but I just simply don't care if there's a bumper because I'm not going to see it. Doesn't because matter. They're going to be a trailer to it. Well, do we need the rear bumper to hook the hitch up to it to get the trailer on? We do. It? We do, actually. Okay. Yeah. So there's two items that I care about so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we have to – I got some bare metal spots on there. I need to spray some primer on. You don't care about that, though. No, we definitely don't, not. We don't need – look, that's going to add one more color to the truck, though. Are you serious? We're adding a third or fourth color? <laughs> yeah. Fifth in some cases. Um, Got to put the front fender flares back on, but even that doesn't doesn't need to be done. Okay. And this doesn't need to be done either. Fully optional. So that's it. I didn't notice anything about exhaust on there. No, no, no. Okay. No. Mm-mm. So that is, it is official. Well, I shouldn't well, say official. I need to get a hold of the city one more time. I got to run something by you, though. Please. I revealed to Cy Nolan Ryan Young in the last week or so that he's the one driving us through the parade. Which, again, should not have been a, much, a shocker. We've... Much to his surprise. <laughs> um, he wanted to know, because he, he, he runs a company himself, mm-hmm. wants to know if he could get a banner hanging off the truck. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. We in for that? Yeah. I mean, we just need... I think small. Very small. We need to figure out what we're going to put for our... I, I think we need to get... We may have duplicates of that somewhere. We, we need to get some. We need to get our stuff on there mm-hmm. so people know what the heck this is. Yeah. Okay. We haven't discussed that. We need to get our logo and our faces on the truck or on mm-hmm. the trailer. My mother brought something to light that I hadn't considered. We've been talking about having um, some old Christmas lights between you and I that we yep. can muster up. I got plenty. Is that going to be enough? Because again, this is going to be dark out during this mm-hmm. parade. Yeah. Or do we need some type of? work like you know you know the no, kind i'm talking about yeah right? i don't think we i don't think we need anything okay. like that because i would assume that there are street lights yeah street lights i, I would hope so well, yeah and if not even better just, just you just, and i in the pitch black dark just a dark dingy trailer kids trying to squint to see what that is and then out of like the corner of their eye rusty pops hey, up hey kids. kids and hands them one of our newest additions oh yeah one hundred dollars worth, <laughs> nine hundred and sixty. Yeah, Charleston Chew Juniors. Mm. We need to. No, I'm sorry. These aren't even Charleston Chew Juniors. These are just Charleston Chew Vanilla. Yeah, there are uh, eight bags. We need of to one hundred and twenty a piece. Yeah, we need to spread ladies out on the floor. Yep, take some pictures of them. So just so you're aware, if you are willing, and and we we have an event on Facebook for oh, us. For, oh you? please, I mean, I'm not going to turn down a Chucky C. Of Stephen Kyle's parade cast, it is again for uh, for your planning purposes. It is on Saturday, November nineteenth. Mm-hmm. 6 p.m. in downtown Hudsonville. Now, if you don't know what that is, trust me, it is not big enough for you to be concerned about. <laughs> You're going to be heading in a direction. You might even see a sign that says Hudsonville. Just go that way. Mm-hmm. You cannot miss it. Mm-hmm. There are a couple streets. It's called mo- the main street you're going to be looking for is Harvey Street. Mm-hmm. Harvey Street is going to be uh, one of the main areas this parade is going around. It's a different route this year at 6 p.m. in downtown Hudsonville. I know I'm giving out all those details. Um, 
when I really don't even have verification that we're in it, Steve. Well, we're going to be there. We um, are showing up. Whether we're whether I get a confirmation email or not, we're there. We are going to be prepping in the the pre- preparation area that they that they list on their website. Mm-hmm. We're going. All right. So we'll see you there on the 19th. All right, the holidays just mere weeks away. Hold the phone. Are we prepared with our music for this? Oh, what is the music? For? Oh, my oh, God. This Every is, uh... year we have this same conversation because yeah. I always forget it. And I, I can guarantee you I know who produced it. It's our friend Kevin McLeod. Yeah. What is it called? Uh, Christmas Rap. Christmas Rap. Hold is on. That, let, is that correct? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, I, I know that I have it somewhere. I can filibuster here. I am... Very excited for this year. I was getting it ready last night. Well, not getting anything ready, but getting a document ready that you and I used to track everything going on. <laughs> That's right, Steve. It is upon us. The solstice season Ugh. is nearly here. The most wonderful time of the year, they no call it. No question. And with that comes our annual gift exchange, Steve. Sixth annual? Seventh. 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 Annual Steve and Kyle Kyle podcast. podcast, Cloak and dagger. Non-denominational winter solstice gift exchange. exchange. It's here. We made it. Another year. This is exciting stuff. We do this every year where it's a secret solstice gift exchange between you and another listener of this podcast. If you're new to the new to listening, we recommend anywhere between. Just, it, the money is not the idea of it here. Ten to twenty dollars. We don't want uh, the Michael Scott giving an iPod episode of The Office situation. Yeah. If we can avoid it, show podcast related. That's fine. I love seeing the gifts that are locality related. So if you live in a small town that has a, you know a soda manufacturer or a chip company yep. throwing that in a box and sending it to someone who otherwise may never ever know about that yeah what's your town known for i love that type of stuff love seeing these roll in all we need from you if you want to take part two things one is your name and address that's the easy part the second one is a promise to not be a dick <laughs> Yeah. We have not had, I don't think, Stephen, and, and and I may have pushed it out of my brain, I don't believe we've had anybody no-show. We have had a few, and this happens every year, where either you or I copy down an address incorrectly, yeah. or uh, post office doesn't get it or Does loses it. what they it. do. Josh Reed. And some things will get lost or delayed. I know that has happened in the past. Mm-hmm. To a degree, there's only so much we can help to uh, make this thing go as smooth as it does. I would think six years in to only have that happen, you know, once or twice. Pretty impressive. We're doing all right. So that's all I need from you. If you want to take part, you can send us a message right now. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you don't know our handles, I don't know how you're listening to this show. At Stephen Kyle everywhere. Everywhere. Just DM us. Your name and address. Don't post it in a comment. One, I don't want that posted out there publicly for no reason. And two, good chance that gets lost. The DMs are always going to be there, and I'm going to see they're not going to get lost in a flurry of likes and whatever. Mm -hmm. So please send us your name and your address. I'm looking at you, long-time listeners. I'm looking at you, new new, uh, Mm first-timers. Okay? We want to make this, and I know we say it every year. And every year we have so far. So far. And so I, if we don't this year. This is the first year I'm really it's nervous. It's all think it's your gonna, fault. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not going to give up the number. I don't want to. Because I don't want when the final happens and somebody messages us and says, hey, what was your final number? I don't want to admit it if, it, if we're going to miss it by a long shot. Yeah. At Stephen Kyle, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I will make a post about that if uh, to, to help remind you to send us a message. We're going to leave this open. I would think the last weekend in November or maybe the 1st of December. Yeah. So you will have essentially three weeks from the 1st of December until the solstice. You'll have your name and address. You just need to ship out your gift. Yeah. 
Once we cut off submissions, you will then receive a message back the same mm-hmm. way that you sent us your message. So if mm-hmm. you sent us on Facebook, we'll reply to you on Facebook. Yep. We will send you back uh, a message saying, thanks for joining. Yep. Here is the person you've been paired up with. Now, again, this is a cloak and dagger. This is a, I mean, some call it secret. We call it cloak and dagger. Mm-hmm. You don't need to tell the person. You don't need to announce who you got. Right. It's all part of the fun. Yeah. If after the fact you want to, feel free. All we ask is that you find a gift in the $10 range, maybe up to $20 max. Mm-hmm. Get it in the mail as soon as possible because with uh, everything going on this time of year, obviously shipping times are a little bit delayed. Yeah. So just try to get it on the way as early as possible. Leave some kind of note in there to say, hey, happy cloak and dagger, winter solstice, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, that is a, it, it's a fun little way. To bring all of our listeners together this time of year. Yeah. And I, us mentioning 10 to $20 range, if you have a craft of your own, maybe you make stuff, mm-hmm. you knit, you do whatever, feel free. Personalized gifts, all the better. Don't feel like you oh, have to be beautiful. going to you know Amazon or wherever else to buy a gift for mm-hmm. these uh, for your uh, gift e gift receiver. Yeah. Please make this your own. Have fun with it. Do it. Do whatever you want. You can start thinking about your gifts now. Again, podcast related things that have come up over the past year. Always love seeing those. Again, the Stephen Kyle podcast, non-denominational cloak and dagger winter solstice gift exchange. Seventh year officially kicking off here uh, on the podcast. I am excited. I love this stuff. I love watching the images roll in. I love seeing the pictures. It is my favorite thing when we get those And usually it's the month of December, and I'll retweet them all because I love them so much. Got my garbage merch. Mm -hmm. We encourage everybody to post with hashtag garbage merch. And if you're so inclined, you can buy a gift of Stephen Kyle garbage merch at stephenkyle.com slash merch. And uh, give that person who you receive a gift they will never, (laughs) ever use. All right, let's wrap up this episode going over some polls. Yes. From uh, the last couple of weeks. Yes. Time to see how wrong everyone else is. It's poll recap time. Find the polls at Stephen Kyle on Twitter. Thank you, Melissa. Can you critique a kid's birthday party? Absolutely. Did we do these already? No. Is this? Okay, good. 94% of the audience said yes. Yeah. Come on. I was just doing you a service. Shocking amount of dickheadery in this audience. <laughs> but look, you can't argue. I mean... That's, that's, hmm. can't you? Would only a jerk put a buffet on an island? <laughs> 54% of the audience said yes. What? You were upset about the pizza rotation. Having oh, to... oh, yeah. I was thinking island, like desert island. <laughs> yeah. Is Steve a voice for the voiceless? Yep. 74% of the audience said yes. I don't think they've ever met you. Should you rent a soda fountain for the party? Yeah. 56% of the audience apparently were in a mood that that week because they agree with you and say yes. Is Steve the big fish? Uh, 69% of the audience said yes. Thank you. I, I, I hooked you to get on that roof. You're the big fish. Oh, yeah. Just dabbling, just dropping that worm in the pond and then the big fish. Chucky C, by the way. I mean, I'm, I'm busy reading here. We have, we, we have 960, had 960 Charleston shoes for this parade. It's a graveyard of rappers. <laughs> Do you think we get to the parade with more than 900? It's I two was going to say 850. I hope so. I, don't, I, I texted you just, just to put it, obviously, people aren't used to parade planning. So, in my mind, I almost wanted to shoot another, like a small business in town, a message. How many can? How much candy do you buy? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if this is enough. I don't know if it's way too much. <laughs> when poor Rusty is out of Chucky e. C's whipping them at children. Yeah. That's it, kids. Sorry. Well, that's his problem. Do kids like roller skating parties? 62% of the audience said yes. Do you rank the failures at kids' birthday parties? <laughs> Again, I don't know what was going on in our audience this week. <laughs> 79% of the audience said yes. If you don't love a peanut, get out of America. That was, that's a question. 
63% of the audience said yes. Can you cut candy corn with a peanut? 52% of the audience said no. I have a feeling that's a long lingering candy corn divide in our country and obviously a microcosm here with our audience. Mm -hmm. Just in general, not wanting the candy corn part of that. Are you a ride or die in the CCC? (laughs) What was the CCC? Uh, The candy corn clan. (laughs) I uh, immediately ripcorded that because (laughs) don't want to be associated with three of the same letter in a row. Yeah. And uh, especially the last one. How's AAA get away with it? Yeah. Well, how did the CCC get away with it? Oh, probably probably because it's triple A. Like if you said triple C, you're you're a little bit better. Are you riding or I in the triple C? 56% of the audience said yes. (laughs) Have some candy corners out there. (laughs) Does Dick Head, the owner of Dick Head Appliances, flick his cigarette at a baby? (laughs) What the hell? 93% of the audience said yes. What do we do on this podcast? If it plugs in and purrs, does it work? 90% of the audience said yes. Sure. Is semi-honesty the key in any giveaway? (laughs) 76% of the audience said yes. Talking about the freezer, no doubt. If you're not locking your meat up, do you even care? No. 88% of the audience said no. Once you go ooga, do you ever go back? (laughs) Oh, how did I not add that to the list of things? That oh need my to be god! Done? Yeah, put that at the top. Put that above bumper. Put that above uh, inverter. So ooga, ooga. By the way, this is so funny that you drove the jeep over. We're triumph. We're trumpeting that as a big win. We have no power to run the podcast, which is the only reason we're uh-huh. doing this at this point. Yeah, there's a. This is total outside perspective. There is a. 25% chance this somehow doesn't work. We're dealing nah. with a 1988 Jeep Comanche that stinks of gasoline and exhaust. Look, We're hooking up a trailer that we don't have in our presence yeah. right now to that. Mm-hmm. We're going to be running hundreds of feet of extension cord and power cables <laughs> to run a podcast in a trailer. We don't have yeah. chairs. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything ready for that, let alone have power for it. If this I'm now nervous again. There's a 40% chance overall this happens. That's how nervous I am now. 76% of the audience said no. Once you go Uga, you can never no, no, no. go back. No. Those are the polls. All right. Well, that was fun. A delight? Absolute delight. Again, details are on our Facebook page. For the Parade Cast 2022. Yeah, click on the events tab. It's on the events tab. I did just uh, reshare it a little bit ago uh, over the weekend. You should be able to see it there. If not, Hudsonville Holiday Parade. It's not that hard to find. HudsonvilleEvents.com if that's I'm, easier for you. Look, if you show up and you have garbage merch on, oh, you're getting at least three Chucky C's from, oh, yeah. from our buddy Rusty. I, or, should, I, I mean, you know, apologize. Our buddy Seasonal Sammy. I think you should come on the trailer with us. If you're wearing merch, we'll interview you. I don't know about that. Can we? Really, br- we're not. We don't even know if we're in the parade. Do you we think have, we can are, bring people into the parade? I was gonna say, can we have a guest spot set up? Amazing. At Stephen Kyle on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We will talk to you next week. See ya. <laughs>